0: On occasion, God may give you some knowledge that you're to use to encourage, expose, or even exhort someone at just the right time. We would refer to it as the word of knowledge, and we'll hear all about it today on Abounding Grace. This is amazing grace. Done for me. Great to have you on our listening family as we present Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. Pastor Ed is in 1 Corinthians 12 and lately underscoring the manifestations of the Spirit. Today, it's the word of knowledge that we'll be talking about and how God wants to use it in your life as you're open and willing. In short, it's a piece of knowledge that comes from God. It could be to protect you or something He wants you to share with someone. Here's Pastor Ed with more. Mark chapter 2. This manifestation
1: of the Spirit, the word of knowledge. Jesus is healing a man who has been dropped down through the roof in the midst of a Bible study. That would be a trip, wouldn't it? If just somebody started coming down right now in the midst... Of the study. We're all studying the Bible, talking about the things of God, but there are guys that are so loving on their friends that they don't care. They're going to do whatever it takes to get their friends some attention. You want friends like that, by the way. They'll just pick you up and take you where you need to go and take care of you and care about you when you aren't able to take care of yourself. It's a good friend. And in Mark chapter 2, it says, in verse six, but some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And notice, verse eight, Jesus, when Jesus perceived in his spirit. That is another great way. I believe this is an intertwining, and we'll see in a moment, of both the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. And I'll explain that in a moment. He perceives in his spirit what's going on. He can see it for what it is, that they were reasoning within themselves. And he answered them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? That's a word of knowledge. He just picked it up right then and there. They were going, all sorts of things were going on in their life. And he healed them. And in verse 12, he immediately arose. And we see it over and over in the life of Jesus. Jesus would often say something directly into a person's life that was not common knowledge to anyone else. The word of knowledge operates in your life spiritually far more than you even realize. This isn't one of the manifestations that you can always see the results right away. It's not one of those manifestations where there is immediate fruit almost the moment. Because a lot of times you will speak into someone's life and they will not acknowledge you. They will not admit that God just busted them through you. They will not admit that there's something supernatural happening that they can see, that they understand. You may not necessarily see it right away because you're walking in the Spirit. It's your life. You're open to be used by God, and God uses you. You don't know. They, they just, like, they don't even, it doesn't, doesn't seem to have be any fruit, but you spoke a word of knowledge into someone's life that they're going to take with them. They're going to have to deal with it. They may not show fruit, right? You may find about, you remember back in 1975 when you called me? Yeah? Well, God used that. And here's what's happened over the last 30-something years. Look what what has happened. You're like, wow, that's amazing. I was just a baby Christian back then. I was saying everything I was thinking. (laughs) And what a great place to be. We see it happen a lot in the early church. Turn over to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 5. Two people, very familiar. Ananias and his wife... busted by a word of knowledge. We see both a word of knowledge... and a word of wisdom working together. Nobody anywhere except the couple... could have possibly known the details... and the deceptions of their own darkened heart. Yet God both revealed the facts... knowledge... And the response, wisdom, to Peter on how to handle it as a leader. Verse three of Acts chapter five. We saw this when we were studying through. Peter said, "Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Can you imagine being inspired to say that? You're just talking for Satan's way. Why are you so filled with Satan? And what they're doing is something spiritual they're bringing their offerings.. You're, here, Look, everybody! Look at how much we're giving. It was probably a large sum, but it wasn't everything. They only pretended that it was everything. They wanted to impress everyone. They weren't really giving to God. And Peter was walking in the Spirit. that he goes. You're a liar. You're filled with Satan. Not the best evangelistic message to give in the early church. Don't be giving that. You're full of Satan. Wow. And you're a liar. And you're kept back part. While it remained, wasn't your own? Then he, you know, he gives them a chance. Isn't God's grace it's so wonderful? Wasn't it yours? Couldn't you? Wasn't it yours? You could do what you want, but after it was a soul, isn't it in your control? Verse 4, you've conceived this thing in your heart. You've not lied to men, but to God, and he breathed his last. Word of knowledge. God drops something in Peter's heart to reflect the character of the person in front of him. Singles, you want to pray for a word of knowledge. When people come into your life and appear to be spiritual, but in reality, they're just a wolf in sheep's clothing. You want a word of knowledge, you want a word of wisdom. Acts chapter 8. As the early church is encountering these various individuals in their lives, we have a man that comes into the church. He wasn't just an illusionist, he was making money he wasn't just doing tricks he was into sorcery into black magic into the occult satanic things simon says that he believes and even tries to change his life but a word of knowledge comes to peter to call him out on his lies verse 20 acts chapter 8 but Peter said to him, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of your wickedness and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you're poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. My question to you is, how did he see that word of knowledge? People don't normally walk around. Now, there are some evidences of people in sin, but people don't normally walk around on their forehead. I am filled with bitterness. I am messing around with internet pornography. I'm having sex with my girlfriend, my boyfriend, and I don't care. It's not like that. You need a word of knowledge, God needs to reveal it. It's not always as evident. Simon looked like a legit believer. He looked like he had given his life to Jesus and he hadn't. And Peter, I mean, that's a heavy, it's a heavy thing to exercise a word of knowledge in that way. It's not always negative, by the way, but you see it often that way where God reveals something that's trying to be hidden. And the Bible says that there's nothing hidden that won't be revealed, there's nothing hidden that won't be shouted from the rooftops. You don't want to live in the dark, in the shadow in the shades, in the gray areas in your Christian life, you want to walk in the light because that's where fellowship comes from. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with him and with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. 1 John chapter 1. You want to walk in the light. Again, in chapter 21 of the book of Acts, we see it over and over again. Paul's on his way to Rome. He's dedicated and determined. And Agabus is given a word of knowledge. This is interesting. Agabus is actually given a word of knowledge of what's going to happen to Paul. Pick up with me in verse 11, Acts chapter 21. When he had come to us... Well, verse 10 says, we stayed many days there. And a prophet named Agabus came from Judea. And when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit so shall the Jews of Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. And Paul answered, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Agabus gets insight. It's going to be bad, Paul. His friends go, oh, it's going to be bad. Don't go, Paul. And Paul says, I receive that word of knowledge. I'm ready to die for the gospel. Or I receive it as from the Lord. We learned back in Acts chapter 9 that Jesus was going to show Paul, or the Saul of Tarsus, the many things that he must suffer. And Agabus comes with great, hey, hey, don't go, don't go. He had the right word of knowledge, the wrong conclusion. Of the believers. The conclusion for the believers is he can't go, he's gonna die there. Paul said, I receive it. Paul Paul receives a word of wisdom and says, I hear you, and I receive it, and I'm going anyway. Because God's gonna use me, He's gonna use that life. Again, one more in chapter 27 of the book of Acts. Chapter 27. Paul again on his way to Rome. And even though he told the jailers not to, they sell away from Crete. And soon after, the ship is hit by a heavy storm. That night, an angel of the Lord told Paul that even though the ship would be destroyed, everyone would be saved. Paul ends up exercising a word of knowledge to encourage the crew to hang on. Verse 21, Acts chapter 27. But after a long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men... You should have listened to me. (laughs) How do you like that? Hearing those kind of words. You know what it sounds like today. I told you so. Those aren't the most popular words to share with somebody. Paul gets a word of knowledge. They need to hear it. You should have listened to me. And you shouldn't have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Now I urge you to take heart. And he begins to encourage them. I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me the sign: an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told to me. A word of knowledge and a word of encouragement to give forth of the situation that's going on. Paul ends up exercising this word of knowledge, a word from the Lord. A word that's often used to encourage. A word that's often used to convict. A word that's often used to expose. A word that's often used to stop. A word that's often used to rebuke the hidden things in someone's heart. That's why you're so hesitant to share it. God will give you a word of knowledge and you just don't believe it. Or you just can't believe it. Or it just can't be possible. There's that tension in your heart of love hopes all things. This can't be true. And you wait. And that could in and of itself be a, a work of the Holy Spirit just causing you to wait. And then the same know, word of knowledge comes back again and again. And the question will become, when exactly are you going to obey and share it? When are you finally just going to give it forth and give, let God do what he's going to do? Because the message is going to get to the person one way or the other. And God has been trying to use you. It could be just an encouragement. It could just be God put someone on your heart in a sense that you haven't talked to them or you've been at odds with them or you're not. And God said, just send them that note. I'm not going to send them that note. They're going to send me the note first. Well, in that moment, they needed to be encouraged and you just didn't do it. God told you they needed to be encouraged. God could have even given you the word to share with them, the scripture to share with them. But no, because there's an interpersonal thing, you're not going to obey God. Word of knowledge is powerful. We already know that the word of God is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even through the division of soul and spirit. Of the joints and the marrow. The word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden. Listen. There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account." So in your regular Bible reading, in your devotions, as you're sharing God's word, often the word shared is from the Lord directly to the situation through your natural, normal time in the word where you're being prepared. And there's a reservoir of God's word where, boom, it gets drawn out. Just like that well where that woman was, where the Holy Spirit's able then to draw from the reservoir of your spiritual life and speak forth something into someone's life supernaturally. There's a lot of counsel that doesn't come by the word of knowledge, by the way. This isn't a vast... The the word of knowledge is not a vast reservoir that's drawn all the time. The word of knowledge comes from the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And and even if you decide, I'm not ever going to do my devotions ever again, Ed. I'm mad at God. I'm never going to read the Bible. And and you're a believer, God can still give you a word of knowledge. And the word of knowledge might just be, read your Bible and knucklehead. Well, God wouldn't say that, but... (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? Listen to that guy. Receive my account. Whatever it might be, a word of knowledge for yourself. God could speak to you. Often what you'll find as the word of knowledge exercises, people become very suspect of you. Very curious. How could you know that? Have you been talking to so-and-so? Are you peeking over my fence? How could you have known that I yelled at my dog and said that word yesterday. How could you possibly know that? Where were you? Who told you? And you get a little smile, don't you? You don't want to be offensive or anything, but you just smile because you know God just showed up. And there's a breakthrough. That's often the sign of a breakthrough where there could be odds, 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 and then God, boom. And then the situation just completely changes around. And how could you know, and that's your sign, you have broken through. No more butting heads. Now you can explain to them, I really didn't know I was, this is where I was yesterday. You can check. I got a receipt. I I was at Walmart yesterday right here. I got the receipt. I wasn't anywhere near your house. My cell phone's broke. I couldn't call anybody. I I don't, it's, God has a word for you. That's what it is. And people will ask, someone told you about me. You were eavesdropping. Are you spying on me? No, it's not that at all. It's the spirit of God. Knowing all about you. And graciously and mercifully sending someone into your life to speak the truth. To remind you of his presence. To guard you, to protect you, to warn you, to comfort you, to encourage you, to remind you of the supernatural. You might be so caught up. Your friend might be so caught up in the world. The normal, the natural. Working 12, 15 hours a day. Not talking about the things of God anymore. Tired, exhausted. Their only free time, they flip on the television. More worldly things. And God can use a word of knowledge to remind that friend, to remind that spouse, to remind that neighbor, whoever is in your life to speak a word of knowledge, to remind them that there is a supernatural world ongoing. Just a little word of knowledge. And many times the word of knowledge is exercised at the same time with the word of wisdom. Wisdom. The word of knowledge, the what. The word of wisdom, the how. You can say both in the same sentence. As you reveal to the person what's going on... ...and then the how, the action that's required. When you're listening to Bible studies... ...that's where a lot of the spiritual connection comes. Not with the man, but with the spirit. And you'll walk out... ...and if you're married... You'll turn to your spouse. You'll turn to your husband and your wife. What did you tell him? And it could become a real big argument. No, I didn't tell him. It's, uh, you told him. How could he know that? You, you, send, you sent that. He emails. You sent them that email, didn't you? And I'm like, no. No, you come up with a testimony. You go, how did you know, Pastor? I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. What did I know? And then you begin to explain. I go, hey, man, the Lord's getting your attention. He used this passage of scripture that was studied upon and, and prepared by God to be delivered to us as a congregation to go forth and and he knows. You, you right now, you you don't ever want to get into um, you don't ever want to get into a trap where you're more worried and concerned about what people think about you than you are what God thinks. Where you have the outward trappings of spiritual life, but inside you're full of dead men's bones where it's so important for you to put on a show for everybody that will see you to make sure you have the right answer, that you look the right way, you do the right things, not really concerned about what God thinks. Because the danger is, is you can have all the outward, you could size up what's expected. You can learn all the language that Christians use, all the buzzwords or the scriptures. You can buy the biggest Bible. You can have the largest cross hanging from your neck and everything about the outward trappings and still very, be very, very far from God. And you could be sitting here right now trying to impress somebody with your vast knowledge and your, uh, hey, look at me, I'm in church with you. Look at how spiritual I am. And I'm just telling you right now, if it's a lie, God knows. We may not know yet, But we will. I guarantee it. And you go, well, I'm going to run away to another church. Well, they'll find out there eventually. Well, I just won't go to church anymore. Fine, we might see you on the front page of the Denver Post. We'll find out. You can't hide anything from God. And God reveals the secret things to his people as they walk in the Spirit. He gives words of wisdom and words of knowledge to his kids to keep them safe. To avoid danger and peril of what's up ahead. We may ignore them. We may fight against them. We may not like them. We may explain them away. That's not God's fault. He sends warning after warning. It would be the equivalent of driving down I-25 and there are signs... Road out big cliff. And you say, there are no cliffs on I-25. And you blow past that sign. Another one, I told you, rode out quarter of a mile. And now there's cones there. And you run over the cones. And, and the, the sign is like, now there's somebody screaming at you. Don't, don't, don't. And you blow that one off. And as you go, you find that it was a cliff because it was I-25 on a rise. And there was a big sinkhole. And you fall 100 feet. And then what do you do after you get recovered and you wake up in the hospital? I can't believe. Why didn't they tell me there was a sinkhole? (laughs) Why'd they say it was a cliff? Just follow the signs, man. Just follow the warnings. Just heed the word of the Holy Spirit. This word of knowledge. Nobody's eavesdropping on you. And if somebody tells you something because they were eavesdropping on you, it is not a word of knowledge. If somebody tells you something because they figured it out and they put this piece together, that is not a supernatural thing. It's just somebody being a busybody. It still might be true, and you may not like how it all happened, and you shouldn't be eavesdropping, but that's not a word of wisdom. A word of wisdom comes from the Lord in the instant. It comes from the Lord in the very moment when you need it, and it's used by God to speak into someone blind.
0: You're listening to Pastor Ed Taylor on Abounding Grace, and he'll be right back. Today, we've learned quite a bit about the Word of Knowledge, one of the manifestations of the Spirit. If you'd like to hear this message from 1 Corinthians again, go online at calvaryco.church. Another way to listen to Ed's teachings is through our app. Search for Calvary Aurora in the App Store or Google Play. It's free, too. We have picked out a wonderful book by Christopher Yuan this month. It's called Holy Sexuality and the Gospel. In it, he explores the concept of holy sexuality, both chastity, as you're single, and faithfulness in marriage. Whether you want to share God's truth with someone who struggles in this area or you're wrestling with questions yourself, order a copy of Holy Sexuality and the Gospel. We're making it available to those that support Abounding Grace with a gift of $25 or more give us a call at 877-30-GRACE. That number again, 877-30-GRACE. And please remember, we are listener-supported. Simply put, that means we look to our listeners to help us with the costs of being on the radio. With more now about the Word of Knowledge, here again is Pastor Ed. Sometimes in this situation, here's the thing. It's like any of them. It's like,
1: just like what it says. If you look back in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, this is a manifestation of the Spirit. It comes to you in your gifting and then it leaves. You don't walk around being the person that always has a word of knowledge. You can't go around, well, I have the gift of the word of knowledge. No, you don't. The manifestation of the word of knowledge may have come and gone in your life, but you don't walk around with this gifting. Because if you haven't noticed yet, sometimes the word of knowledge comes and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> And often what happens is when it does come, you kind of wish it didn't. (laughs) And when it doesn't come, you really wanted it. And in 1 Corinthians 12, it says, to each one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit and to another, this word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, we'll look next time, faith. And sometimes the Lord reveals knowledge in the situation. Sometimes he doesn't. He does so at special times and special occasions. The Spirit of God is
0: sovereign in the extending of the manifestations of the Spirit. Next time on Abounding Grace, we'll shift gears and hear about faith, another manifestation of the Spirit. That's coming up on Monday when our study of 1 Corinthians continues. This is amazing grace.